안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? You know, every morning is I'm so exciting to see our beautiful family members, uh, you know, faces every day. It is really incredible. Wow, I have such a beautiful family members every morning and putting their heart and mind and 정성 for the for God's providence. I, it is really incredible. I, you know, Heavenly God really create this kind of beautiful online holy community. We can give and take and then we receive God's word and then God give us incredible strength and then ask us to go forward. How beautiful, beautiful time we are living in now. So let's really more support our true mother. Uh, today I'd like to talk about the providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. <clears throat> the providential history of salvation from the viewpoint of the principle. Jesus was aware of his path as the Messiah, and he lamented in his heart his lonely circumstances and the serious obstacle they presented to fulfilling the will of God. The Messiah is the true parent. To fulfill that mission, however, he needed to receive his substantial bride. Jesus had to reverse, at the very root, the false love by which the archangel had caused the fall of Eve, who was originally growing up as the sister of Adam. Consequently, Jesus, in the place of Adam as the Son of God, ought to have received as his bride the younger sister of someone in an archangelic position. That bride was to have been none other than Zechariah's daughter, the younger sister of John the Baptist. To fulfill this in a world where Satan plays the role of owner and lord, Jesus needed a foundation of protection formed by absolute faith. Tragically, the entire foundation ended up collapsing around him. This would not have happened if Zechariah and Elizabeth, who had received the revelation and spiritual support from God, had maintained absolute faith. If they had fulfilled their responsibility, Mary would have been in contact with them continually, even after her three-month stay at their house. God chose Zechariah's family as the foremost representatives of the entire world, so that even after the birth of Jesus, they would protect, serve, and witness to him as the Messiah. They not only would have served Jesus as the Son of God and Messiah without a devotion, they would have learned the will of God through Jesus and followed him absolutely. Also, John the Baptist was born to serve Jesus and ought to have fulfilled his responsibility to guide everyone whom he led to repentance to believe in Jesus and receive salvation. Yeah, this is a really kind of incredible not true father declaration. I think uh, when Christian people know this kind of the message, I think most of them, I think, really so surprised and really shocked. 
If you look at background of Jesus' birth, you can see how important the family responsibilities of Zechariah and Elizabeth were. The couple should have absolutely protected Jesus no matter what. Zechariah and Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth uh, should have kept the commands and revelation they received from God under any circumstances. Second, their responsibility was to educate their son, John the Baptist, very, very well. The responsibility of their son, John the Baptist, was that he should have been educated so that he would be someone that was prepared for Jesus. However, because of this prepared environment was broken, Jesus alone had to start everything from the very bottom. And Zacharias' family should have been protective shield for Jesus, but instead they became an obstacle. Looking at the providence of history in the past, central figures and people who received a direct revelation from God absolutely obey when they receive God's grace. However, after a certain period of time, they all return to their humanistic nature. That is the issue. Therefore, it is important to receive revelation from heaven, but how to maintain it and realize it is a big challenge. Therefore, we must be gentle and humble until we die on the path of the faith. Always deny ourselves and maintain a vertical revelation with God through prayer, chongsong, and the word. This is an important point. You know, without prayer, without chongsong, Without God's word, without remind why you receive revelation from heaven, any time you come, you can become very much humanistic and then lose your faith. Unfortunately, all these foundations around Jesus have collapsed. If you know Zechariah and Elizabeth had continued to have the absolute faith. They had at the beginning under God's revelation and spiritual grace, the situation would have been different. They not only had to serve Jesus with almost sincerity as the Messiah and the Son of God, right? Jesus is Son of God, but also had to receive God's will through the Jesus and follow it absolutely. And since John the Baptist was born for Jesus, he had to fulfill his responsibility to lead the people he had converted to believe in Jesus and so that they could be saved. That's why Zachariah, Zachariah and Elizabeth did not properly educate his son, John the Baptist. Do you know John the Baptist? Do you know what your role? You need to educate him. And then John the Baptist really prepared very well because he received guidance directly from 
his own parents. And then when Jesus, you know, started his public mission and John the Baptist testified, who is that Jesus? Yeah, that's my family, Zachariah's family, completely really failed their mission. That's why Jesus' suffering started from there. It is really incredible. When the John the Baptist did not believe and the foundation prepared by God was settled, how much indemnity did John the Baptist have to pay? You already know the Bible story. It became a condition for Satan to accuse John the Baptist and he was beheaded. Beheaded and die a miserable death. Can you imagine God prepared John the Baptist for 4,000 years? And when John the Baptist could not, you know, follow Jesus, even though he testified when he possessed by Holy Spirit, but later on, become humanistic. And then when he lost his foundation, what happened right after that? Can you imagine God's 4,000 years of foundation just lost? Then what kind of punishment he received? He was beheaded and died a miserable death. Can you imagine that? Wow, this is incredible and miserable stories. Wow. Actually, God prepared everything. Zechariah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, no jealous. Maria, if Elizabeth is jealous and jealous, then Zechariah, you know, no, no other way. Ask Maria, get out. Of course, finally, she needs to get out from the Zechariah, and God already prepared another plan for that. But, Keep going and give and take with Maria. How are you? Please protect, especially Elizabeth, have to be more able to protect Maria. And then Maria more have confidence. Wow. And then, you know, Elizabeth was that, you know, create another problem, like the same as Adam's family. Wow, can you imagine about that? Our beloved Jesus need to suffer because of that. Family is the issue, family. All problems in the family, Adam's family, Noah's family, Abraham's family, all problems occurred in the family. How about our current situation, our police family? Where's the main issue? Our family issue. Between husband and wife, between parents and children, between brothers and sisters, between siblings. Am I right, my brothers and sisters? That's why family is really crucial and very important. Where, where you can accomplish God's three blessing? First blessing, individual perfection, where? In some way? Okay, in uh, you know, 
in, in, in the ocean or in the mountain or where? Where you can complete the first blessing? In the family. Where, where, where you can you complete your second blessing? In the family. When you complete first blessing, second blessing, third blessing is automatic. Every blessing only can accomplish in the family. If we, if we complete three blessings in the family, then expand to the nation and world and become God's kingdom of heaven on the earth and in heaven. Automatic. That's why our final destination is what? I repeat again and again with you. Our final destination is our family. My brothers and sisters. Living divine principle. Talking about sin, let's just start EDP. Sin, sin is a violation of heavenly law, which is committed when a person forms a common base with Satan, thus setting a condition for give and take action with him. If you commit a sin, knowing it is a sin, you cannot be forgiven. That's how it is in the spirit world. If believers commit sins, they can feel more qualms of conscience than those who didn't believe. In that case, there is no way to repent. However, those who lived as was the secular custom doesn't feel qualms of conscience. So it is easier for them to be forgiven. On the contrary, believers will keenly feel qualms of conscience. That is why if you commit a sin knowing it is a sin, you cannot be forgiven. You have to know this teaching. Therefore, in the way of faith, as days go by, you feel a heavier burden. The further you go, the more loneliness and responsibilities you feel. The further you go, the more tears you shed and the more you have to repent. That is the way of faith. Comparing 10 years ago with 10 years later, if you will be slacking off 10 years later, more than 10 years ago, you will become secularized and leave church. If you are offering more devotion with a sincere heart than 10 years ago, you will go to heaven. This is the conclusion. Yeah. Wow, my brothers and sisters, today I am talking to you very importantly. Just now, what Father is talking about. Please listen carefully. It is said that when people go to spiritual world, those who commit sins and have wrong beliefs will have more qualms of conscience. They feel it so strongly as if it you know, penetrates their bones. Can we, we are talking about penetrates their bones. When you commit sin, it penetrates their bones. That's why it is said that the sins committed knowingly cannot be forgiven. Or rather, those who live according to the secular customs without knowing the principle do not feel qualms. So they are closer to being forgiven than those who know the divine principle. It is said that on the path of the faith, as more days go by, 
the more you feel the burden because you know God's harm and pain and sorrow. If we try to walk the path of the true will, the further you go, the more loneliness, responsibilities you feel. The further you go, the more tears you shed and the more you have to be pain. The more you keep, keep walking the path of the faith. Very important thing here. Comparing 10 years ago with 10 years later, if you will be slacking off 10 years later, more than 10 years ago, you will become secularized and leave church. If you are offering more devotion with a sincere heart than 10 years ago, you will go to heaven. This is the conclusion. That's why father's life become more serious when he's getting older and older, more serious, more tears, more dedication, more jangsong. Because you can feel more God's burden, God's cross, and the responsibility. Look again, looking at Tripal's cross, the older they got, the more serious they became, and the more tears they shed. I think it's because they felt God's heart desire and harm more than anyone else, my brothers and sisters. What I feel through the word of Tropez today is that I must reflect on myself, thinking that the morning devotion I give every morning <laughs> must be done with a deeper jungsong and prayer, more and more and more and more. This year, most more put Jongsung than last year. And five years, six years later, I more put Jongsung than this time. That is the way you can survive. In the sense, Jongsung is something that we must keep keeping until we die. Until we die. Wow. Sometimes I am so tired. <laughs> wow. You know, sometimes I want to run away. People say, eh, three days without missing. It's a simple matter, right? <laughs> then always God giving me power. Then today's message, God, the true Father, give me really strong, what that, you know, motivation to go forward. Comparing 10 years ago with 10 years later. If you will be slacking off 10 years later, more than 10 years ago, you will become secularized. You know, nothing dealing with God. Wow. Not simple, right, my brothers and sisters? But I am very lucky guy. My dear, beloved, beloved family members, you are Always supporting me, this kind of unworthy guy, supporting me and joining morning devotion. I'm really extremely grateful to our online holy community, our brothers and sisters. Next content. All sins should come clean about what they are. If you don't love people, you are not a human being. Do you understand? The person who is warm-hearted 
and has a deep affection of listening to situations of his siblings, knows all of their faults, even without moving. His siblings tell him how his eldest brother and his eldest sister are doing. Likewise, we have to confess all our sins on this earth to the loving God, who is the great master of heaven and earth. We have to report to God, my God, I'm a sinner who committed such a sin. I'm so sorry. When you pray, you have to confess. I want you to know that I am a sinner, even if my parents don't know it. Will you do it? Yes. My brother says, this is a, looks like a very simple message from father. Very, very important. I please, brother, say, you need to read over and over again. What is he talking about? Let me explain. Otherwise, you also some content you misunderstood. Please listen carefully. True Father said that we have to confess all our sins on this earth to loving God, who is a greater master of heaven and earth, right? We have to uh, uh, report to God, Heavenly God, I am a sinner who committed such a sin. I am so sorry. When your heart becomes lazy and increasingly arrogant, you must remember the sins you have committed and confess that you are a sinner among sinners. Confessing your sins humbles you. You must be able to confess all your sins to God. Very important. You must specifically confess all your sins before God that you cannot even confess it to your own parents or your own able figures. However, here, important point here. However, the important thing is that it should not end with confessing the sin you have committed. You must repent and ask forgiveness, forgiveness for how much scars you have left on the hearts of God and true parents as a result of your sins. The reason why you confess your sins is not just to not just to escape from the greater judgment, but also from the pain you feel when you commit sin. You must ask for forgiveness before heaven who has suffered and was hurt because of you. Confession that does not connect with God's heart leads to sinning. Again, you come sin again and again and again. If your confession does not connect with God's heart, you are, you come sin again and again. Those who have experienced forgiveness from God through parents and your true able figure can forgive the sins of others. Point is here. Only those who have been forgiven and forgive the sins of others. Wow, important point. Satan hates confession of sin. Satan doesn't like because already your sin is revealed to somewhere, no choice you need to confess. That's not true confession. 
The thing he hates more than dying is confessing one's own sins. This is Satan. Therefore, we must know that the more we confess our sin, the more Satan falls away from us. Satan really, really does like a confession. However, there is something to be careful of when confessing sins. Of course, you must confess honestly before heaven. However, when you confess to someone, you must find a good, able figure who really protect you, who really embrace you, who raise up you, who, who treat your sin as his own sin. You need to find that kind of able figure. It should be a person that you regard and respect as a parent and someone you can give everything you have. Confessing to just anyone can hurt you even more because they can't keep your secret. However, this is the last point, very important. However, if there is a past to be forgiven, those who confess their sin must have the heart to do, heart to do so without fail, even if it's revealed in front of many people, looks like a shameful, but does not care. Anyone knows my sin, does not care. You need to really have that kind of heart. Only then you will you will it become true confession. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Today I'm even though a, a very simply explained to you, but very clear. Confess to where and to whom, you know, what kind of attitude. I share everything here, even though very simple, but very important. Many people do not knowing this one and confusing this and that. Please, really, you, you need to study again Father's word here. And uh, today's youth ministry focus on attending the three generations and, and bear uh, fruit. Let's just study. Focus on attending the three generations and bear fruit. There are many cases where many people from the Western world, including Korea and Japan, receive the blessing but the husbands do not attend church. Some wives have conflicts with their husbands, making them leave the husbands and attending church alone. Statistically, there are many cases where men are blessed and do not come to church more than women. Looking at this, there is no doubt that women are in the position of Abel and men are in the position of the archangel. However, wives who are in the position of Eve are responsible for naturally subduing their husbands who are in the position of the archangel. If the wife comes to the church without attending her husband, who is she attending? If there is no husband, who is the object of attendance? When we receive the blessing, we must attend the three generations. That is, parents, couples, and children. Centering on these three generations, you must bear the fruit of attending. We must invest all of our sincere devotion of attendance into this. You must focus on attending the three generations and bear fruit. The purpose of coming to church is to realize myself and 
reflect once more on whether I have lived with Jansung for my family. Yeah. Wives who are in the position of Eve are responsible for naturally subduing their husbands who are in the position of the archangel. Therefore, wives must subdue their husbands who are in the position of archangels with love no matter what. Their work is more important than coming to church. But if they give up and come to the church alone, saying that their husbands don't listen, who are they attending them? If there is no husband, who is the object partner of your attendance? When we receive the blessing, we must attend the three generations. That is parents, couples, and children. Centering on these three generations, you must bear the fruit of the attending. We must invest, uh, invest all of our sincere devotion of attendance into this. Now is the age of attending. Presently, you must not only attend the invisible God in your family, but attend the tangible God, the visible God, centering on the three generations. My parents, my spouse, and my children are the trinity of my family. I cannot exist without this trinity. I must bear the cross of the three generations and take responsibility for, for it. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, parents, my spouse, and my children, this eternal trinity in my family. I cannot run away from that, no matter what. I have to be responsible. I have to bear the cross. Next content. Family is our final destination. And it is also God's. Until now, how much have I been moved by true parents' words and put them into practice within my family? This is something I must reflect on when I attend church. I come to church to reflect on how much I have moved my parents, parents-in-law, husband, wife, and children with the words that have moved me. What are you doing if you just come, if you are just coming to church without reflecting on these things? Those who fail to move the three generations in their family will never receive grace when they come to church. If there is no longing, affection, and harmony in one's own family, one cannot receive grace when coming to church. The church must be the place Will you come to offer to heaven what you have practiced in your life of attendance within your family? In fact, you must make grace at home and offer it up in church with joy in front of heaven. From that standpoint, we must clearly understand that the family is the final destination. Family is also God's final destination. So please know that family is the final destination of our life. What happens to that person when the family breaks up? Even if you grew up promising as a student, if you get married and have conflicts between husband and wife, you are ruined. There is no way to go 
if there is a conflict between the couple. Do you think there is a way to go even if the couple is in conflict? There is none. Conflict between husband and wife is the end of it. Isn't that pitiful? What God wants most is the fruit born from the Yojang centered on the three generations of parents, husband and wife, and children. Yes. What is your purpose of coming to church? I come to church to reflect on how much I have moved my parents, parents in law, husband and wife, and children, and to receive more strength. Those who fail to move the three generations at home will never receive grace when they come to church. If there is no longing and affection and harmony in one's own family, one cannot receive grace when coming to church. You must come to church to offer what you have practiced through the life of attendance towards your family. In fact, you must make grace at home and offer it up in church with joy in front of heaven. In the end, everything should come to the fruition at home. God's purpose of creation is the family. God's three great blessings are not fulfilled within the tribe or nation, but within the family, just now I'm talking about. Where we fulfill God's three blessings in the family. God's purpose of creation only can fulfill in the family. I only can become perfect being in the family. Husband and wife can become perfect being in the family. How can I become true parent in the family? From that standpoint, we must clearly understand that the family is the final destination. When a family breaks up, that person is ruined. You must know that there is no further way to go if there is a if there is a conflict between husband and wife, even if you get married again, there is no way to be happy anymore. From that standpoint, you do not know how important it is to serve the three generations within the family and practice filial piety. If you don't gain strength within the family, you won't find strength no matter what you do. Whether you go to the church or go to work, because of family is a final destination of human beings. My brothers and sisters, if we came to know that kind of a fam- family value earlier, how much help us in, you know, from the past, right? Anyway, we need to educate our children, our grandchildren from now on. Today I talk about focus on attending three generations and bear fruit. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much, Dr. Young, for another incredible guidance that you have really prepared and shared us with through your parents' words. Uh, we're truly, truly blessed and lucky to have you here and sharing every single day. And with that, brothers and sisters, we like to uh, hear our living testimonies now. And we're going to be hearing from uh, Mr. Francis Marsal and Nori Fumi Takami, who are from uh, GPA's Heavenly USA team. And they'll be sharing on their eight-day Divine Principle workshop experience. And so I'd like to, yes, invite up Mr. Francis Marsal first to be able to share. Good morning. 
Good morning, brothers and sisters. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Okay. So uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to share my screen. And then, okay. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Um, I like to. Uh, Really, uh, uh, first of all, really so grateful to be able to kind of represent and share uh, what Heaven Racy has been doing. Uh, and uh, they just came back from home in the beginning of January. And the first thing we do uh, is really connecting with God's word. That's really how, how uh, you know, we want to realign ourselves. So, uh, we begin our, our time with a, a workshop, and uh, I was praying, I was praying to God, you know, what what can we, what can we do? How can we begin? And then uh, Pastor Levi and Doctor Hendricks just came into my mind, and I was like, oh my goodness, that would be amazing to have both of them in our workshop. But I know Doctor Hendrick is so busy, <laughs> you know, most maybe in Korea, so. So I was and I was deciding this one. It was uh, just before Christmas. I had the COVID, and I was in my bed and really thinking what to do. So anyway, let me with faith. Let me reach him out. So I, I reach him out and and I ask you know, Doctor Angry Hendrix. I know you're such a busy. You may be in Korea, but you know, in that time, the uh, <clears throat> beginning of February of January, from the eight to sixteen, we. We want to have this workshop. We would love you to be with us. And then Dr. Hendricks really responded. He said, of course, I'm here. I'm leaving to Korea on the 18th, so I can come <laughs> for a few days. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And then uh, <clears throat> Pastor Levi, you know, we, we've been working, uh, you know, in Atlanta. And so I call him, and, and for sure, there's no problem. And then so really less story because... Uh, Pastor Levi come, he's supposed to come, but somehow he missed his flight. I'm supposed to pick him up. He missed his flight. <laughs> and this is quite late at night, so I have to drive. And then uh, at summer, he was telling me in a, in a car, you know, I, I, I got another flight, but the captain of the airplane was like wondering, wow, usually there's no such a flight at late night to go to to that destination, but Soma, it was a, you know, it was amazing how God was, you know, preparing that. So, so the, so we, we began the, uh, uh, the, uh, the workshop. We did a, a first 40 hours fasting, reading the principle. And that was very profound because really feeling about, you know, loving God's words and really feeling you know, even your stomach is empty, but the members really felt so alive. We were like reading, you know, for hours and hours all day. And it was filled with conversation, reading. So we went through the divine principle one day and a half. And we just reading, commenting and reading. And, and it was such a profound experience to go from cover to cover because Actually, many of them didn't go through cover to cover the old divine principle and commenting and reading. That was so profound. 
And then the, the, the morning Hindu king, we will be preparing ourselves. And then we had the Dr. Wilson uh, videos on the few points that we were preparing ourselves to welcome uh, uh, Pastor Levi and Dr. Hendricks. And was four points that we were reading through Prince Victory, clarifying the only because and daughter, the origin design and heavenly parent and the heavenly mother. And as we were listening and, and reading and study, it was really the, the best preparation to, to receive uh, uh, Pastor Levi. And then uh, once we received Pastor Levi, the first thing Pastor Levi asked us, it was a very interesting question. He just stood up and asked each one of us, I want you to experience Jesus. Who is Jesus Christ for you? And we were like, oh my goodness. The whole atmosphere like, became solemn. And then each one of us started to share, you know, who is Jesus for us? Yes. And then uh, <clears throat> and something that uh, really st stuck me is uh, Pastor Levi was sharing, you know, the purpose of the divine principle is to reach out our divinity. Because of the divine principle, God wants us to, reach out our divinity, becoming, you know, the family place say we have to become divine sons and daughters. This is the purpose of Christians' joy, but really becoming, becoming the incarnation, becoming God's sons and daughters. And then he explained to us something that was so striking. He explained to us about three types of Jesus. The historic Jesus, the religious Jesus, and the imaginary Jesus. And that was something so profound. And then we were like, oh my goodness, wow. So to, you know, and then also we had a Claire, his wife, on his side, you know. And it was such a beautiful to see Pastor Levi and his beloved wife, Claire, really sharing deep inside of the Bible of their stories. And we were really engulfed. We were so, it was such an incredible experience. And then uh, I just want to read, uh, uh, I just want to read Hunyang. Uh, she gave some, she just finished actually a few days ago. She finished 120 days of breakfast fast. And that the purpose of doing that fast actually, she wants to make any kind of decision with God. And then when I heard her purpose, why she's doing that, and really at, at her age, really whatever decision she's making, she wants to make with God. I was so moved by Hun Yang. So this is what she she read, she was sharing. You know, Pastor Levi certainly achieved his goal of having us experiencing Jesus. I feel that I saw Jesus course in so many different angles so I could feel a glimpse of the raw suffering of Jesus in his life. I learned that Jesus, everything is misunderstood. His mission, his identity, his childhood, his sacrifice, all these things for over 2,000 years have been misunderstood, even by his most devout believers. We saw him in a concept of, and the image that we have of him is this great, amazing, invisible, superhero type of man who died for our sins. This kind of image that we have of Jesus is what most prevents us from truly coming to know him. It's kind 
of like praising people of being talented while disregarding the hard work and effort they put in. To die on the cross was Jesus' desperate decision, not simply God's will or faith. It was his decision to be put on the cross. Again, his decision. He made that decision. Christian, by disregarding his circumstance, his childhood, his desperation, his frustration, his loneliness, and focusing only on the fact that he gave up his life for our sins and missing the true sacrifice and identity of Jesus. Even moments before his death, he probably wasn't even thinking about the cross. And the fact he was going to die very soon. He was thinking about all the generations and generations of absolute suffering the world and God was going to go through after his death. If we were going to praise Jesus, it should be because he gave us salvation or because he died for our sins, but because of his absolute hard work and effort to break through in an impossible situation or having the burden of the world in his shoulder. He knew the future that he was to come for humanity and God. His father, God, there is only going to be suffering for humankind. And my father, for here on, so many wars, slavery, torture, and false cruel love. Even the people who choose to follow him will have to die in so miserable ways. Even if his flesh was being pierced by the very people he loved, he made the sacrifice for. He must have felt sorry. Even in that situation, he must have felt sorry. He couldn't accomplish his mission, even though he had not the slightest fault. He was the kind of heart that Jesus had. So, you know, I was reading that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. They really come to understand the heart of Jesus. You know, when Jesus say, you know, don't, don't cry for me. Cry for your children. Cry for the world. Don't cry for me. Then, uh, you know, when I was reading Hunyang, uh, uh reflection, I was really moved to tears. Wow. She come to understand. And it's very interesting because this morning, Dr. Young talked about sin. And, uh, you know, Father was saying, you know, Satan began inviting his invasion by violate, violating God's heart. So for us, the first step to subjugate Satan and set Satan to just Satan, we have to revive God's heart. That's what we need to do. And on that foundation, then we can stimulate God's heart. What we do, we re-stimulate and we can really feel actually really the, the heart of God, the heart of true plans, the heart of Jesus. So now I'm going to next. What's happening? Next. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to welcome Nori. Uh, he has some uh, some message he wants to share. He's uh, on the front line now. Everybody's on the front line, but uh, I'll ask Nori. Nori, if you want to come now, if you're here, please come and share. Hello. Thank you. Can you see me? Yes, yeah, go okay. ahead. Sure. So, um, yeah, I had a really amazing experience as God's Words Workshop. Um, I guess as a preface, uh, yeah, didn't really have a relationship with Jesus, um, or it was mainly conceptual. And 
it was really hard to see him more than just like a, a person from a, a book. Um, but yeah, I think Pastor Levi did such an amazing job. He, he didn't just share just about like, you know, what Jesus went through, you know, externally, but um, even shared about like the, the circumstances that Jesus had to go through, the people surrounding him and how that they were real people going through real faith problems and um, issues and making it feel really real. And I think what really got to me, though, was how like uh, Jesus, even though he yeah, was surrounded by these dire uh, circumstances and no one was there to support him. And I guess unlike him, I have this kind of support. I have like, you know, brothers and sisters. I have Abel. I have um, so many people supporting me. He didn't have anyone. But despite that, he gave his like, his 100, 120, his 200% to offer something to God and to humanity. And yeah, I just had an amazing experience after after the lecture, the last lecture on Jesus. Um, we were sharing our reflections and yeah, I was able to like, I feel like I was able to put myself in the shoes of Jesus, like waking up and feeling like the loneliness and the weight of having to fulfill God's will. Um, basically feeling yeah so lonely. And I remember just like sobbing so much. Um, yeah, like I really didn't know how good Jesus was. And yeah, I don't know, it's a simple experience in a sense, but I don't know, I feel really grateful that I could um, understand Jesus on a deeper level and start a grow a relationship with Jesus um, and call myself a Christian. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I want to share. <clears throat> Thank you, Nori. Thank you. Thank you. If I can get back the, the PowerPoint. Okay, good. So, so on that, on that foundation, uh, you know, we, we, uh, somehow we, we were having this workshop, and then I was uh, co in communication with Michael White, a minister, and we just, I just invite him. I say, please come because we have this amazing workshop, and uh, out of the blue, he came one day. And, uh, you know, and uh, Pastor Levi was really talking about, you know, God's portion of responsibility and human portion of responsibility. And uh, yeah, he was talking about this famous verse, 2 Chronicles 7, 7, 14, you know, if my people, if my people whom I, he's called by my name, you know, shall humble themselves. And then he was sharing and sharing. And then, and then uh, Minister Michael was so moved and uh, he spent all day with us singing and receiving uh, the word of God through Pastor Levi. And he left, went back to his home. And that night he sent me an email, uh, a text. And he said to me, you know, I'm home. I want to say a big thanks for you today. It was such a blessing. And I'm so grateful to God. Honestly, sir, you and Heavenly Wisdom made my day. Today, the session of teaching about Jesus is something I will never forget by the grace of God. 
please greeting to your wife, your guest speaker, and the wife, uh, Mrs. Claire. I appreciate you, sir. So this is really also, you know, how we have to love and and really take care of those ministers. And uh, yeah, so it's very moving. Then the next day, Dr. Hendricks came, and that's something, you know, I Dr. Hendricks is most likely listening now. You know, he gave not just 100%, he gave 200%. Even his voice, he lost his voice. So it was, it was like, and then we have our team who is taking care of our guests. We were bringing tea, honey, candies, and hoping, you know, making sure Dr. Hendrix doesn't completely lose his voice. But he, he was like, and the content that he, he gave, this few points that really, really moved the members' heart is the cause of true mother sharing about the birth as purely begotten daughter, the predestination of the birth of true mother, the mission of the rest of Adam, the mission of Eve, the only begotten daughter and, and, and the begotten son. And he gave the parallels between true parents course and the, the, the Jesus course and this true parents course parallels up to 2023. And then he talked about the Chambo Providence, the Shomshin one, and, and that the end was the Chongwongun. It was so amazing. The members was really uplifted by that. And then at the end, we end uh, with the blessing workshop. We invite y Yana Johnson and uh, Nadia Kamiyama and my wife. And, you know, I, I was sitting on the back and I was watching, you know, and then Dr. Yan talked about Jesus and, and the, the those historical ladies, Elizabeth, Mary, they were not supported by their husband. They were not support by, you know, and I really felt, wow, I'm here. Really, I want to really support them. It was so beautiful to see the power of the Holy Spirit in substance through, you know, Yana and Nadia and my wife. And the member was so melted. And they really, we went through the level one and, and there was a lot of Q&A. So that was really amazing. And, and, and then we were preparing actually for our, uh, going to our pilgrimage in the Holy Land. And so we made this fly. And then uh, one of the purpose is actually we, we are meeting people and then we asking them, actually, we want to pray for you. We're going to Israel. We're going to go to the wall of tears and we're going to put your prayer in the stone. And we want to pray for you. And the people are, we can see the, the content of their prayer. We ask prayer requests. They're sending prayer that's so beautiful. And the member itself, when they hear the man, the people, what they want to pray, it creates an incredible life changing for them. And then we have this low offering where even we ask them, please, anything you want to support. So yesterday, you know, uh, Miwa, the captain, sent me this message from Sammy. And I was like blown away. She's on the front line, they're on the front line. So Sammy wrote something I just want to share. Sammy had an amazing internal breakthrough. She has been singing, my life is a sacrifice for you. Like we had Sunday, Mr. Michael Sunday song. In her head all day, she has been breaking through with prayer and, and not being so calculating with runs or with love. She says she's usually very calculating very hesitant, log logical for her, she will do a run. But recently, she's been keeping things very simple. Stop thinking and act more. 
even a prayer last week has been, God, I just want to give. That's what I just want to give. And she should just go and not think, just focusing on giving. Had a rot, she had a very difficult morning, but from Hannah, I heard that she's also been breaking through and getting out. We pray. Even on run, she could come back being able to overcome what she's feeling. So, same things. So then she approached someone, and that person gave a, a big donation. But the way it's very interesting, his name is Benny. And out of the blue, he just gave her a five $20 bill and say, I know, Soma, the spirit is asking me, I want to give you more. So he gave another five, $520 bill. And then after a little bit, he said, actually, I want to give you more. So he gave another five times $20. So he gave about $300. And he said to her, I want you to go to Israel. God is going to get you to Israel. You just have to ask and seek and he will provide. This is what he said. So there's really like when we see how, how really people are moved, it's really moved our hearts so much. And the members are really, really moved by that too. So mm -hmm. I want to finish very quick by showing this video. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Can you show the video, Dale? Aspects of Father and Mother Moon's life course are derived from Jesus' course of suffering and of victory. They followed the path of Jesus throughout their lives and gave birth to a movement of God-centered relationships called the Marriage Blessing. Located at Barrytown, New York, we stayed at the Unification Theological Seminary founded by Father Moon and held an eight-day workshop covering three topics, the identity of Jesus, Father and Mother Moon's life course, and the Marriage Blessing. Doing part of the depth of the content we'd receive to prepare ourselves spiritually, we read Father and Mother Moon's teachings about Jesus from the Divine Principle, cover to cover, and offered a 40-hour fast. And from there, we started off with Jesus, a foundation of our movement, and had Reverend Levi Doherty, a founding member of the American Clergy Leadership Conference, give us heartfelt lectures about Jesus and the Bible. Here are his and a participant's testimony. For me, I felt like I could experience Jesus is lonely, yet incredible heart to sacrifice everything and give everything for the sake of God, the sake of me, you, all humanity. As a teacher to a student, the greatest joy is that the student is learning what the teacher has to offer. And the, the, the interesting thing is you, you were ready to hear something new. You weren't questioning, well, are you sure? Because I was taught, you know, nothing like that ever came up. So not only the level of receiving and returning or giving and receiving, you, you allowed him to receive something greater than what he was giving. That's, that's powerful. That's God. That's principle right there in action. Reverend Levi did so well in expressing the story of Jesus in depth. He was able to thoroughly walk us through what exactly he experienced in his lifetime, all of the suffering and sacrifice and love, 
And this is the foundation that Father and Mother Moon stand on. With this new understanding, we moved on to learning about their upbringing and their sacrifice-filled story about not just relaying God's word, but to live it and how we should live it as well. And we also had the honor of receiving lectures from Dr. Tyler Hendricks. Here is his testimony. I think Heavenly Parent is so happy to see you and your spirit, your bright spirit, your kind of craziness in a way. <laughs> I like the way you sing songs. It's fun. It's really fun. Uh, and you get so much into it, you know, that's really good. You're just so excited. Also, those questions I got last night were so good because so I think you're all very you know, smart, you're smart, and uh, you really think through things. And so you're so you're young, but you also reflect about divine principle. Father and Mother Moon's life of sacrifice and dedication to God are models in how we can truly live Jesus' way of life. But how could the lost generation of today take their first steps in living a God-centered life? The Marriage Blessing Movement. We had Ms. Yana Johnson, a Blessing and Family Ministry Coordinator, lead us in engaging discussions and lectures about the Marriage Blessing Movement. Here is a participant's testimony. Going into the activity, I was like, I don't know what to draw. This is scary. And then we have to show it in front of everyone. Oh no. Um, yeah, but I drew myself. I drew a child and a husband and my dog. Um, and even still at that point, I was like, eh, here's my picture, everyone. Um, but I think afterwards, like looking back at the picture, like I realized how important that was and like drawing myself in this like happy relationship with like a happy family because it made it seem like it was possible for me. We learned about Jesus's course, Father and Mother Moon's course, and about the marriage blessing. And eight days is nowhere near enough to relay the content in its totality. But despite that, the speakers conveyed the content and the lessons with such heart and passion, and it really moved the listeners to connect to the content more deeply. Heavenly USA received God's word, and we are filled and ready to further our mission to bring our generation back to God. We appreciate you for watching this video. See you next time. Yes, that's all. Anyway, thank you uh, again. Thank you, Pastor Levi and Claire. Thank you, Dr. Andrinks. I know you're listening. We're so grateful. We love you and thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, incredible testimony. Once again, I really appreciate Tyler Hendrick and Levi Dory. Uh, you really taking care of the our Heavenly USA team very well. Once again, really appreciate. I think uh, you have a chance uh, to share more to our younger generation. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Mr. Marsal and all the Heavenly USA participants for really sharing your heart and your beautiful experiences.